what are you doing to prepare to listen to a sermon? And I know preparing the sermon is supposed to be the preacher's job, but today on Rooted Daily, we talk about four things everyone should do to get ready to hear God's word proclaimed. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and uh, sometimes I joke that part of the reason I became a preacher is because I have a hard time sitting through a sermon. Uh, but, but all joking aside, a good sermon should be the breathed out word of God, proclaimed in a way that challenges me at the deepest levels. And I'm convinced for that definition to be true, a preacher cannot do that alone. There are three parties to any good sermon. The first obviously being God, it's his word. Uh, the second is the preacher. There's a, a heavy responsibility on his shoulders to studiously, prayerfully, and effectively proclaim the gospel. And the third party is the rest of us, the ones listening. In order for the word of God to challenge me, even if God and the preacher are doing everything to proclaim the gospel, if I'm not open to it, it's not going to do anything. So how, as people sitting down during the sermon, do we get the most out of it? And let's get one thing out of the way first. The problem isn't preaching itself. Some people are trying to argue that because now we're living in this world of 60 second TikTok videos and our attention spans, they argue, they just can't hold up to a 40 minute sermon. Meanwhile, we're also looking at every high school student on the planet and college student on the planet and say, you need to go sit through three or four 60 minute lectures every day. Problem is it lecture style. Biblical preaching and teaching is still, and it always will be a critical part of our life as disciples of Jesus. It was for the original disciples and it still is for us today. The question isn't how should we change preaching to meet the 21st century? There might be some subtle ways we can do that, but we'll leave that for another day. But the real question is how do we conform our 21st century minds to digest eternal truth? Well, like I said, it takes three to have a good sermon. But my guess is that most Christians don't really give much thought to how they can prepare to listen to a biblical sermon. I mean, after all, the preacher is the one who's supposed to prepare. He spends all week studying and getting ready. I just sit there and listen when I'm in the pew. But the Bible says it's not just speaking God's word, but hearing God's word that is a spiritual exercise that demands our attention. Read Hebrews 3 and 4. So what can we do to get ready to hear this Sunday sermon? Well, first, we shouldn't wait until the sermon to get some sleep. You, you need to go to bed earlier on Saturday night. I know that sounds ridiculous that on a list of four, the first thing we need to do to get ready to hear the actual breathed out word of God could be so mundane but it might be one of the most important things we can do. We need to be alert. We need to be engaged when we hear a sermon, and that means we have to be rested ahead of time. Now, it's not always possible. Some Saturdays are late nights. You can't avoid that. Other times we can. Oftentimes, I think it's just a tough choice we have to make to turn the game off a little before it's done or turn in for the night a little earlier than we like. But we're going the next day to hear the word that brings eternal life. 
that's something worth sacrificing for. The second thing we can do to prepare for a sermon is to read the text for ourselves. That's why expository preaching is so nice. Everyone knows ahead of time where you're going. When I'm not just preaching through a book, I like to send out and, and send out a, a message with what the text is going to be, maybe on Friday or Saturday. Um, and maybe your preacher does something similar. But when you can, find out what the sermon is going to be on and read it for yourself. You know, when we talk about personal Bible study, one of the things I recommend is to read the text and meditate on it many, many times before you pull out a commentary, even if that takes weeks. But after you've dwelt on it for a sufficient amount of time, then you can go and read what other people have said and get their insights. Or you can go and, and watch sermons or, or read articles online, but you need to have your own foundation first. That doesn't change for Sunday morning preaching. One of the most straightforward ways to prepare your mind for a sermon is to read and meditate on the passage ahead of time. Pull out the notebook you take with you to church and jot down some questions that come up when you read it. Try to answer them for yourself and see if you get any answered in the sermon itself. If you've got kids, sit down, read it with them. Point out key ideas and, and words. That way, when they're there on Sunday, when they're listening, they may not catch it all, but they'll hear those key ideas and be able to follow along. You know, this is what uh, Brandon's going to be talking about tomorrow. We're going to sit down and, and hear about how God gave his people these laws and commandments, and he's going to talk about what it means for us as Christians. And so you get that foundation before you're there. The third thing we can do to prepare for, to listen to a sermon, to hear a sermon, is to pray and then pray some more. And that is so quickly neglected by preachers and listeners alike. Every good sermon has three parties involved. And if we act like we can do it by ourselves between preachers and listeners, we're leaving the most important party out. Pray for insight. Pray that God will open your heart and mind. Pray for the preacher because God already knows he's shaking up there. Pray for humility and that should be part of what we do when we gather. But to really prepare, we should start at home. Repeat Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1.17, asking that God might give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe in him. You know, God gives generously to those who ask in faith, James 1, 5 through 8. So pray, pray before you try to hear the word of God. And finally, when we get there on Sunday, we need to be ready to listen and respond. It's not just about what we do ahead of time to get the most out of a sermon. It matters what we do afterward too. Now, every good sermon should include the core of the gospel and have a call to respond in faith to that call by turning from sin and being baptized. That's every good sermon. But if you're already a Christian, you may not see an immediate tangible response in every single sermon. 
And that's okay. Sometimes the application to a sermon isn't to run out of the building to go feed someone in need. It may not be that tangible for you. Sometimes the application is just to stand in awe of God. Now, when there are immediate practical applications, we need to make those applications and we need to see those in God's word and then we need to take those steps right away. It's incredible. I think preachers almost avoid doing it. They avoid getting too specific with their applications, even if God was that specific in his word, because they're afraid if they're upfront, if, they, if they're clear, people will just ignore them. It's like the story when Jesus told the rich man what he needed to do in order to have eternal life, sell everything and follow him. And what did the rich man do? He walked away. You know, sometimes when the preacher stands up there, and he reads from God's word, and God's word says, this right here, Brandon, this is what you need to do today. This is the application. And when we hear that, it's incredible. It, it, it's so discomforting how often we walk to the back of the room, we shake the preacher's hand, we say, good sermon, only to leave the building and never think about it again. Don't be like that rich man. When good preaching exposes a clear application for your life, don't waste time. Just do it. And if there isn't a clear application in the moment, don't just walk out and forget about it. Keep meditating on those verses. If you're a note taker, look back on those notes from time to time. A personal application may not be there just yet on that Sunday, but it may come in the days or weeks to come. Just lean in, listen to, and respond to God's word. To get the most out of the sermon, don't forget that you're just as much a part of that as the preacher is. You need all three, God, the preacher, and you. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and we use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you wanna make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent and be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.